For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. I'm pleased to welcome Xiaowen Bao, Associate Professor in Physiology. Xiaowen is studying the mechanisms by which our brain circuits are shaped by our experiences. Welcome, Xiaowen. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Leslie. So you're exploring how circuits in our brains process sensory information, and you're especially interested in how experience shapes the circuitry. How, tell us how you even began to study this process. Well, I've always been interested in um, how the brain works, and uh, the brain has its uh, a characteristic of uh, being uh, plastic. It can change, it can adapt to the environment, and that's my interest. And this plastic property, plasticity, is really high when we're young and then decreases as we get older. Is that right? That's correct, yes. And so during early development, you have found that just passive exposure to particular sounds shapes the sounds we'll hear for the rest of our lives. Is that right? Uh, that's right. Uh, during the early development uh, in the in um, epoch of heightened plasticity, just a passive experience of a of of sounds can shape how we process the sound and, and can shape how we perceive the sounds. You grew up hearing Chinese in your early years. I grew up hearing English. Does that mean that I can hear sounds in English that you can't hear and you can hear sounds in Chinese that I can't hear? Uh, it's very likely. One a clear example is uh, uh, native Japanese speakers cannot distinguish or have profound difficulty distinguishing uh, la from ra. And so this happens just with passive experience, whether we like it or not. To a large extent, yes. So then what changes as we get a little bit older? I think uh, the, the brain mechanisms uh, um, mediating this, this plasticity uh, changes, uh, you know, it transits from a passive exposure-based plasticity to a active learning-based plasticity. And the brain matures, and as it matures, its property changes, and uh, the mechanism underlying uh, plasticity also changes. Uh, so tell us, how do you study that? So there are two ways uh, that we, we can induce changes. Uh, in uh, the early development, we just expose uh, rodent pups uh, to a particular sound or a group of sounds. And, and then what we do is we wait until they reach an older adult age, and then we can look at their perceptual behavior, and we can also look at how their auditory neurons respond to sounds. And we see uh, profound changes in how neurons respond to sounds. And so it must matter when you expose them to these unusual sounds. Exactly. So uh, you have to expose them uh, in the early age. Um, if you expose them in adulthood, it doesn't change very much the, how they perceive sounds or uh, how they process sounds. And we must pay attention not only to pleasing sounds, the reward system being activated, but also to sounds that should generate fear. So that's uh, the amygdala and the, uh, the, the fear system is also involved in learning memory and uh, particularly involved in uh, auditory perceptual learning. So the surprise was that when you increase inhibitory uh, activation, which should shut down nerve cells, instead what you get is an enhancement of responses to certain sounds. Can you explain how that happens? Um, Simply speaking, uh, it could 
be due to the fatigue of the inhibitory neuron. If you activate the inhibitory neuron for a prolonged period of time, the transmitter will be depleted, and then when you stimulate it, it will not uh, release as much uh, inhibitory transmitter as, as, as before, so that the inhibition is weaker when sensory information comes in. And are there ways that you can switch back in an adult system? Can you switch back to that early phase of passive learning? Or are we stuck learning only um, according to whether something is uh, pleasant to us or scares us? Oh, that's a good question. That's an a area of active uh, uh, research. And in animal models, people have shown that uh, a few manipulations can reactivate the critical period. But that must be also very scary because suddenly the brain is more malleable than it's supposed to be in, in an adult. That's true. So uh, it should not be done in human uh, lightly. And it can, if, if it's done in human at all, it should be done in the case of some uh, early developmental impairments. Listen to this and all Arizona Science conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.